Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. It's Breakfast Club. Main's Big Z. More music, better variety. Rolling through your Wednesday morning. The newly svelte Governor LePage joins us. My God, Governor, I saw a picture of you from the other night uh, bartending over at the quarry. I didn't even recognize you. I was yeah, like, I who is that guy? <laughs> yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. But, uh, you know, it's... It, it, what is the what, people? I I heard one story where uh, where where one uh, one one person hasn't hasn't recognized you. Is is it, is it a nice feeling to just be like, hey, wow, like a different thing, different clothes, different everything? Like a lot of people kind of wowed by it. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people are surprised that uh, I've lost so much weight. But uh, the minute I open my mouth, they recognize the voice. <laughs> it's amazing how that works, isn't it? Yeah. I've had the same issue for a very long time. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about some, some things going on around here. Actually, let's talk about the, the event the other night that was at the quarry. What was the most requested drink? I heard you were guest bartending, I believe. Actually, the, the main brews, the, the craft beers were real, real popular. You know, like Allagash and Shipyard and, uh, Gagans. I mean, they're, they're all pretty much local beers that we, uh, were very, very popular. And then, of course, Bud Light's always there for for uh, a certain clientele and no delayed beers. But basically, I'd say that uh, the local Maine uh, craft beers were very, very popular. That's quite an industry here in Maine. How can we get folks, you know, continuing to, to jump in on that and, and other businesses to jump in on that, like the like the craft beer industry? I think that's one of those things that's, uh, you know, we got the brew fest that you cut in here. Uh, we're actually going to be there live this year. I mean, there's, it's quite an industry here in Maine, and I, it's, it's one that I, I think can attract a, a lot of great entrepreneurs that can come in and, and pay some solid taxes for us. Yeah, you, you know, and not just in the craft beers, but in the, like in vodka with our potato industry and having, having the hops as a rotation crop for our potato industry. So you can really, it can really expand into our agriculture, into our packaging. I mean, there's a lot that the, the, craft beer industry brings uh, to Maine, and not to mention wh- what it does to the the whole tourism industry. So, you know, like we've got some wines now, and we have the wine trail, so people can come visit Maine and go to different vineyards and different uh, wines, and the same thing can happen with beer. So it really can be uh, really, really uh, helpful and important to grow in a tourism industry here in Maine, and it's very, very special to Maine. It's not something you can duplicate just anywhere. So I, I'm very, very pleased to see uh, some of the brands that are growing up and some of the beers that just are remarkable. Uh, it's a remarkable industry. It really is. It really is. I didn't really know that much about it till a, a friend of mine had bought a, uh, a place up in, up in Bethel, and it had the, the, the brewing with it. And you see the brewer guy around all the time. He's got the big boots on, and he's going in, and it's like he's, he's making all this stuff. It's almost like the crazy baker that's out back making different pastries. You know, he's, yeah. he's doing all this different stuff with the beer. I think it's fascinating. I didn't realize there were so many people into it like it was a hobby, too. So. Oh, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's everywhere as you go now that people are getting into it, and it's uh, and some of them, like, you know, the shipyard, Allagash, I mean, some of these are really uh, not only 
important to the mains industry, but they're regional, and some of them are even made efforts to go national and distribute their products nationally. And, you know, if you go around the country, uh, many states are doing the same thing. I enjoy going to different places and trying their local beers. It's it's really interesting uh, industry. Talking with Governor LePage, join us for his monthly visit here on Maine's Big Z. Coming up, we'll talk about taxes, because... Him and I, neither one of us really like them that much, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And, uh, of course, we'll talk about some other things as well, kind of get you caught up on the state of the state. It's Governor LePage joining us this month on The Breakfast Club. Welcome back. Segment number two with Governor Paul LePage. It's Maddie B. on The Breakfast Club. More music, better variety. Listen online, mainsbigz.com. Governor LePage joins us now. All right, Governor, I've got an idea, um, because I I had to go buy a new vehicle last week because I got hit by an oil truck. Oh wow! What can I, I'm survive? I survived. Everything's good. I, a mailbox was lost in the shuffle, but not a big deal. What can we do about excise tax? Like I, I just ah, excise tax is such a killer. It's it's almost like we're we're penalizing folks for being successful. Here, congratulations on your new vehicle. Oh no, can't. Here's another fifteen hundred on top of it if it's something. Yeah, really yeah, nice. it, it's really crazy. I mean. Uh, we have a home in Florida, and uh, my mother-in-law had her cars registered in Florida, and it's $102 for two years. And here in Maine, it's, uh, you know, if you get a new vehicle, and she had a new vehicle, you know, here in Maine, it's like $1,400 plus the registration. It's just insane. And I will tell you, there's only one way to do it. And I've put up some bills to try to get it off the manufacturer's suggested retail price, and, and Put it in for the actual price that you pay for a vehicle, which would help. Uh, and also, you should be getting credit for the trade-in that you make on a car because you've already paid the excise tax on the car. You shouldn't have to pay it twice in the same year. But uh, until we until we force the legislature, both Democrats and Republicans, but primarily Democrats, uh, they are tied to taxation, and the more taxes they can charge, the better off that they feel. And it just amazes me that high-tax states around the country are the poorest performing states and the poorest states. And I've lived my whole life here with the exception of maybe uh, nine years. And I will tell you, it's been the same battle every year. Lowering taxes brings more revenue, but Democrats believe by raising taxes, you get more revenue. It's just the opposite. And every time they raise taxes, the revenues go down. It's just They don't realize that people can talk with their feet, and they just move, and they quietly move away, and they just don't get it. And and until they do, and until they change, and until they they realize they've been wrong for 50 years, we're going to continue to have a state that's getting older, people are leaving, taxes are going up, and there's just no, you can't reverse it. You keep doing the same thing. Talking with Governor Paula Page, I, I read a, a, a thing recently about uh, getting uh, making it so toll booths uh, outside of York basically uh, get eliminated. What, what's the thought process on that, and, and what would that do for everyone? Well, the, the thought process on that, very simply, when the turnpike was built back in the 50s, the promise was as soon as the bonds are paid off, we'll take the tolls away. Well, the tolls have been here ever since, and they've borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. The fact is, I do believe it's 109 miles, I believe, 108 or 109 miles long. 
uh, the the DOT has like sixteen thousand miles to take care of. Another hundred and eight miles wouldn't be uh, it'd be a drop in the bucket. And what we should be doing consolidated. I don't have a problem keeping the toll down in in uh, York because we do have a lot of visitors. And if you come in and out of the state, I I think you know it, it helps to pay for the for the roads in lieu of increasing gas taxes. But what it does is the commuters within Maine, the people within Maine. Uh, can move around Maine without having paying tolls. I, when I lived in Waterville and Lewiston, it offended me that I couldn't go to Portland without having to pay a toll. And I just think that Maine people deserve better. I think it's time the Maine people get get out of paying tolls. And if you leave the state and back in, fine. And I, and the other thing I would do is I would significantly decrease the tolls on truckers coming in out of Maine because. Listen, you were the third highest cost for food in the country, and that's because everything is done by truck. We so, are. Oh, go ahead. I think it's time that we, we stop paying attention. We lower the cost of living in Maine, and tolls would be one big one that everybody that commutes to work every day gets faced every single day. We're talking with Governor Paula Page. He joins us each month here on Maine's Big Z. A couple more segments with him on the way. It's a breakfast club, Maine's Big Z. Tom Cerulli from Backwoods Barbecue at the Lewiston Auburn Airport will join us this Friday at 8 a.m. Governor LePage continues with us now on the Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z. More music, better variety, always online, mainsbigz.com. Matty B hanging out with you here on a Wednesday. If you missed anything from earlier this week, including Jennifer Cartmel coming in yesterday to talk about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and Bulls. For kids' sake, find those interviews now on demand at mainsbigz.com. Governor Paula Page joins us now. Get ready to be tourism season. Um, is, is the missus getting a, a, another summer job this year? Does she have any big purchases on the way? I remember that well, was a big deal last year. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, it, I don't know. I, you know, this uh, this minimum wage deal, uh, she's she's all for the minimum wage, but taking away the, the uh, tip credit it's already affecting many of the service around the state. Not so much. I think it's just starting as every year when the minimum wage goes up and, and the, uh, the, the charges and restaurants go up, I think the tips are going to be coming down when people realize that they're making what everybody else is making. Uh, so I, she's looking at it. Uh, I think she's less excited than she was in the past. I can imagine for that, you know, I, I, you know, I go out to eat all the time. I have a lot of meetings with broadcasters and, and different things that I like to go out and, well, let's face it, I like to eat. So it's easier that way. Um, plus I can write it off as an expense. So that's even nicer. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I bring them in and I go in and, and that's something that servers have talked to me about that they're concerned about that tip credit is, is the legislature working on anything like that right now? Well, Are you guys it, working on anything like that right now? Or? Yeah, there's a lot of bills in the house and the Senate, they're, they're proposing to bring back the tip credit. I don't think it's going to get by because the Democrats are in, in power and they're pretty uh, stalwart about it. What I do is I, I have cut my tips in half, and I put I, I, I uh, cut the tip in half, and then I put the comment, call your legislator <laughs> on, the t- on, the, on my charge card. And, you know, on, on the receipt, call your legislator. And find, if I know who the legislator is, I'll put their name down. I really believe that's the only way it's going to get action. If the people from Maine insist that it be put back and they start calling the legislature, I think it gets done. It's the only way we got welfare reform done. We don't, we don't even bother with the legislature now. We go right to the public and tell them what needs to be done. And believe me or not, they are starting to listen, and they call their legislators, and we get action. 
Well, you know, it seems like almost that's what happens on the other side of things when when things get put onto a put onto a referendum ballot. So it, it's correct. kind of the other way around, right? That's right. We're saying, hey, it works if you go to the public, it works. So let's uh, let's uh, talk to the people, and and that's why I do town halls. Is look, if you want to know what's going on, I'm not here for you to agree with me or and say that uh, I've got all the answers. I'm here to tell you where I'm coming from and why. And if you believe it, then you call it legislators. If you don't believe it, you need not do anything. And it really does work. It really is making a difference. Talking with Governor Paul LePage. One more segment with him on the way. Of course, he joins us each month. If you missed any of this interview because you've got those pesky things going on in life, like responsibilities and work and things of that nature, you can listen on demand at your convenience at mainsbigz.com. Fourth and final segment with Governor Paula Page on The Breakfast Club, Man's Big Z. More music, better variety, always online, mainsbigz.com. Maddie B. getting you through it on a Wednesday. Uh, I was looking at a, a few things here over the weekend. You had mentioned earlier about the uh, the lower tax states uh, doing very well. I know Tennessee was, I think, one of those states. New Hampshire was one of those states that showed them in the green, something like $148 billion, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, it, it, it was quite a quite a fascinating graph that I saw there. Yeah, well, I'm going to be having it blown up for my town halls, but uh, on the prosperity index, Maine has gone from 44th to 39th over the last year, and New Hampshire has gone from 22nd to 20th. New Hampshire is a very prosperous, in the top 20 most prosperous states, and Maine is, you know, 39th out of 50. So we have a lot of work to do. And, you know, we've always hovered in the 40s. So we've, we've just broke the 40s. We can do better. And Maine is just primed to become a very, very prosperous state because we have the resources. We we just seem to have a mental block on prosperity. And I, I keep accusing the Democrats of keeping people dependent and defenseless. And that's what high taxes, high energy costs, and, and a subpar education system will do to a state. Talking with Governor Paula Page. You're talking about the, the education stuff here. I've actually seen some cool stuff going on this week with schools where they're actually adding an hour on to the school day to eliminate some, some snow days at the end of the year. Do you think this is something uh, anybody's ever going to get involved with as we, as we continue to have unpredictable winters where some winters we have a lot of snow, some winters we don't, but uh, then you get kids going to school a little bit later than normal? Yeah, I, I personally believe that we should be able to get the kids uh, out of school by Memorial Day and in school by Labor Day, and we should be able to get 182 days within that period. We just take too many vacations. We take way, way too many vacations here in Maine. And it used to be in an agrarian uh, state, you, you know, you'd, you'd have kids out for the harvest and stuff, and up north they still allow kids out to do the potato harvest for two weeks, but they can't get on the harvesters so they can't they don't harvest potatoes anymore because it's all mechanical and they're under 18 years old so we had to rethink it and say look within labor day and memorial day we should be able to get a year a whole year in allow the kids out earlier so they can get summer jobs and try to learn to work and then condense the uh, you know go to the summer so that parents can worry about a block of time where they need child care, except uh, rather than in the school year when they have a week here, a week there, another week here, and so they got to make arrangements for child care. It's a real burdensome system. I, I think uh, we could 
do much, much better than we do. You know, I, I could definitely agree with you on that on that last part there, especially with the with the summertime stuff. Now, it, when I look at the, well, I've always looked at that calendar. You know, I've always looked at that February vacation one as like I get it, and the April vacation one is like I get it. I've always thought that there should just be like one vacation in March, like a spring break. Like I, I've always thought the February and the April were just like, what are we doing? We're just stalling until we're exactly. complaining that we're in the middle of June. Exactly, and sometimes I think the. Uh, the uh, Christmas break is a little too long. I think you can have, you can break, you know, the 23rd and get back to, to, to school on the 2nd. I don't think you should have this uh, extended three-week vacations there, and then you get you get a couple weeks in the fall. And it's just, it's time that we take a look at our education system. And one of the things we do in Maine that is really starting to roost here in Maine is Maine kids don't learn to work until they're 16. And frankly, it's too late. I really believe it's too late to learn to work. And Maine kids don't want to work now. A lot of kids don't want to do jobs that we have in Maine. Everybody, my son tells me, everybody wants to graduate with a bachelor's degree and start out $100,000. And if you don't do that, the millennials are really angry. Well, guess what? We all have to start someplace, and you've got to work your way up. And uh, I started working, I was nine years old. And I don't see, now maybe that was a little young, but I don't see any reason why at 12 years old you can't have chores, you can't, busing tables in a restaurant at 14, I don't see anything wrong with that. And, uh, but, boy, you say that over at the legislature and they think that you're bringing back child labor laws and you're going to, you know, tie kids and send them down uh Oh yeah. oh yeah no it's like they're, it's like they're turning you into Kathy Lee Gifford you know yeah, it's exactly. like it, it, it's like that you know it's funny that you mentioned that thing what your son said um, there's a there's a movie uh, there's Chris, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and there's a spot in there where somebody answers said well why hasn't he gotten a job in seven years and and the and the lady responds back well he's been holding out for a management position but you know <laughs> there's a lot of people doing that now and I see that all the, and even when people do get jobs it's like it, it's hit or miss when they're going to decide to show up and I don't know when this happened like it, it yeah, just exactly. it blows me away it's, it's, a, it's not it, it's what I mean about learning to work learning to accept the responsibility when you go into work at Mard when I was at Martin's, uh, some young person would come in, we'd put him on the cash, we'd work there a couple days, we said, would you go do this? No, I'm a cashier. Well, yeah, you've got to do this. We, you know, there's nobody at the cash, so why don't you help sh- stock shelves around the cash register? I quit. Yeah. That, that was the, the attitude. And we just need to show, uh, teach our kids that you've got to accept responsibility. Part of working is showing up and doing what you're told. <laughs> Talking with Governor Paul LePage would help if our legislators did that as well. Of course, he joins us every month live from Augusta. Governor, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Oh, it's great to be here and look forward to the next one. Yes, absolutely. Talk to you soon, Governor. Thank you. Right. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will have more on the way. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.